Welcome to the Bible Talks with Josh and Heather. This is a show that talks about theology in an easy to understand way. We're back. We've been off these last couple months and we haven't done any episodes. If you're following along and you're like, where are the episodes? We're here, baby. We're here. I don't know what to say to that. Because probably a lot of people that what? have contacted me have told me they just started listening. So they well, didn't I've know had, we were gone. I've had several people. So I feel like we just I've totally I've had hundreds of emails our saying, <laughs> I've had hundreds of emails saying, what, where are the, when I say hundreds, I mean there was one lady who said, <laughs> why haven't you recorded any? And so, hey, here we are. It we're is back. good to be back. For That's those right. who don't know, we did take a brief hiatus. A hiatus. And, and we, it was, it was, yeah, it was, we were busy. We were. We and, and for we were those, tired. For we those just who need to sleep. That's right. For <laughs> those who don't know, we are Josh and Heather Tice. We minister to and lead Southern Hills Baptist Church in Las Vegas. We love each other, love theology, and love to talk. So you can find this and previous episodes on our iTunes podcast or at KVXL 101.1 Experience Liberty Radio. <sighs> we always begin with a little fun, so Heather, let's right. do it. All right, Josh. So for today's question. What episode is this, by the way, if we're counting? Oh, yeah. I should be saying that, shouldn't I? I think this is episode if we, number. If we're counting, it's episode 30. 30? Yeah, That's the big 3-0. Awesome. The big 3 So Yeah, so now our podcast is older than I am. Uh Mm-hmm. Just uh, kidding. Okay. No, that's good. 30. <laughs> According to my kids, All that's right. what they think. So this is episode 30, and yes. uh, what are we going to talk about? Oh, it's a good one. It's Villains of the Bible Part 2, oh, which is okay. one of my favorites. Yeah. I love talking about villains Well, that's right. Anyway. You have like a sub-theme for this. Yes. Well, we'll get to that. All right. But so. let's start with the, the just, you know, grease in the wheels. All right. A little fun. conversation. Gotcha. You ready for this? Yes. Okay. And uh, audience, are you ready? You got to play along. I can't audience. hear you. So I'm assuming you are. I'm if listening. Not, I'm in my Toyota. Okay. That was weird. <laughs> All right. That was weird. Uh. He's weird. Okay. Uh, the question for today okay. involves social media. So what is I, the I strangest social media. social media interaction that you have ever had? Uh, strangest social media. Okay. A lot of them. <laughs> I've had some weird social media interactions. Okay. I've got one. All right. Okay, once out of the blue, I had some I had somebody troll me on Twitter, and uh, this is really weird. I did not know the guy, but he he tweets at me and he says, "Hey, hey, Josh Tice at Josh Tice, um, will you follow me so I can direct message you?" And I'm like, "Well, that's weird. Well, that's the last time I will ever do that." Well, he <laughs> okay. He, he said, uh, he said, oh, so I did. I, I followed him so he could send me a direct message. I did not know you could not send direct messages to people unless you were following each other. So he, he direct messages me, and his, this message was, um, I want to know why you're following Jimmy Fallon on Twitter. Yeah. And I thought, this is a, that's a strange question. I don't know. Like, maybe he's from out of the country. He doesn't know who Jimmy Fallon is. So who I is Jimmy Fallon? He's a he's a uh, stint. I'm, I'm not sure. Oh, you don't know who he is? He's a I late don't. night comedian. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Well, so like, so he does. He's a funny guy. He's a funny guy. Okay. So I, <laughs> so I, uh, so I replied. I said, and I honestly, I didn't know where he was going with this. I said, well, because he's a funny guy and he he tweets out some funny things sometimes, and sometimes I watch his show. 
and he replied back. It was the weirdest thing ever. He replied back, and he said to me, he said, well, as a minister of God, I believe you need to be careful who you follow on Twitter because that might influence people into sin. Nice. And I thought, are you? <laughs> I honestly thought maybe this is like a prank. Maybe my brother's trying to prank me or something. But it was a real account, and I looked him up with real followers, and I'm like, wow, this guy is, that's, that's kind of crazy. So this is what happened. So I said, th instead of yelling, I just, I replied back to him, and I said, thank you for your inf information. That's very nice of you. Thank you very much. And I just, I stopped. And then I yeah. unfollowed him. Well, Are that's, you still following Jimmy Fallon? Oh, well, of course. I don't know this guy. <laughs> I love Jimmy Fallon. And so, so, but that's where it gets really weird. After I dropped him, after I stopped following him, he publicly tweets, tweets again, Josh Tice, why did you stop following me just for calling you out about Jimmy Fallon? So I swear. And you. that was just a private conversation. Right. So nobody has a clue. And he, no. He and then he out. tweets that three times publicly. Okay. That's three weird. Times. Oh, so weird. So then instead of publicly dealing with, oh yeah, this guy, I don't know what, what, what's going on in his mind. So I follow him again and I DM him and I say, Hey dude, like we're Christians. We can't be calling each other out on, on Twitter. This is really weird. Yeah. And he starts going off on me. I think what might happen, honestly, he might have a lot of pent up frustration. He might not, he might not know the grace of God or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like he might just be a very religious zealot or some kind, but he was just overly consumed with the idea that a fellow pastor was following Jimmy Fallon on Twitter. And, and he said to me, uh, I, I did ask a question in the DM. I said, do you feel it's your responsibility to like shepherd like other shepherds and to keep them from following people? I said, where does this come from? And he, he went off on this tangent about how it's our responsibility to, you know, watch over each other. And so basically yeah. at the end, I, I thanked him and I said, thank you so much for your concern. I do not believe that what you're doing is right. <laughs> I, I don't remember exactly what the cover. And then I then I dropped him. Yeah. Uh, but man, that was the weirdest thing. It's like pastors out there policing each other's Twitter account. That's very odd. That is weird. Yeah. And you never met the guy. Never met the guy. Never met the guy. Wow. Yeah. Some random, uh, random pastor. Well, that's interesting. So what's Kinda the weirdest weird. social media interaction that you've ever had? Well, I was trying to think. I don't really have a good answer for this one because I know I've had weird stuff happen. Um, I think I've had more weird face-to-face -face interactions than I have social media. But I will say something that just happened to me recently on Facebook. Okay, you know, everybody, especially sometimes those among us who are a bit behind on technological stuff because yes. maybe it's progressing faster than, than we can keep, we up, can with. keep up with mm -hmm. some of us who are a bit more tech savvy, a bit more aged, mm -hmm. get our accounts hacked a lot. So I don't think my account has ever been hacked yet, Okay, but I have a lot of friends yes. on Facebook who, you know, I get multiple requests and I know I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm already, by, by the way, if, if you're sending me a request and I haven't responded, you need to message me with your request because I probably am like, ah, oh, this is a duplicate account. So if you forgot your password and create a new account. Oh, yeah, that happens yeah. a lot. I'm like friends with like five of the same person yes. sometimes. And so I've, and I've thinking, been, started becoming more cautious. I've started becoming more cautious of yes. that. So. I mean, you are going to have to message me if I've not been responding because I just assume it's a hacker. And like I said, I have lots of friends that aren't that active. Right. They're a bit older and mm -hmm. they're not that active and their accounts get hacked. So normally I'm very you know, savvy to it. And the other day I had a lady from Alabama that I just love. Okay. You remember Faye? Yeah, I'd always yeah, talk about Faye. Faye and I'd point out where she had businesses yeah. and tell you all about her. This woman is a go-getter. She is, um, you know, though she's a bit older, she's my parents' age. She's young at heart. 
she's very like just with it. And so I had a message from her Faye, and Faye Dunaway. No, not Dunaway. Oh. But I had a message from her and you know, it said hello, how are you doing? And I remember I didn't get to it for a day because I was busy. And the next day she did it again. I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't respond to her. So I respond, hey, Faye, so good to see you on here. We're doing great. Busy, busy. Our church celebrates 14th anniversary this Sunday. So that's coming up. Lots of prayer. I'm just sharing my whole world here. The kids are growing like weeds. And now I have two in teen group. Crazy. How are (laughs) y'all? And this is where the jig is up because she responds, listen to this, how good these hackers are getting. We are doing good. Great to hear from you, dot, dot, dot. That reminds me, I was just wondering if you've received your so, home care grant yet. So it was <laughs> like, a hacker. Home care grant? Oh, my So word. I didn't respond, and then I realized it was a duplicate account. It's a Because, again, she's not active on her account, so I didn't realize when it, I thought it was a new request. So I didn't catch that one. Wow. And it was a hacker, so I unfriended the hacker. Not cool, man. And But I thought, how, I can't believe I got sucked into it. And sure enough, like I said, it's like, oh, great to hear. But I don't know if they were shocked because I was so responsive. I wonder how many people respond to hackers with very I detailed messages like that. I think a lot of people do. You know? I so I may get, get hacked now because now they have all this information about me. I was, wondering, I was wondering why you were trying it. to sell me Ray-Bans. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, Heather's trying to sell me. Wait a second. She doesn't want me to buy Ray-Bans. This might not be Heather. Now, you know, I say some of the older <laughs> folks get hacked, but I know someone here in this room who's been hacked quite a bit. Their email. Crystal, our producer. Nope, it's not Crystal. It's true. My my email gets yeah, hacked probably once every two weeks. I get, um, I, I th- the Fred thinks what's happening is people look at our church website. And then they look at our. Let's put this out there. Let's put this out there for people to hear. <laughs> I'm they sure look the at our hackers website, are checking out Bible my, talks. They're listening to <laughs> yeah, up to they grab episode my, thirty to get this information. They grab my uh, my email and then they email people in our church mm-hmm. asking for money. And yeah, uh, which is terrible. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been. Kind I of got bad. one from your fake account the other day. Yeah, one of your hacked accounts, and it almost got me because it said. Something like, hey, are you here? Or, hey, you're, I need to talk to you. Or, hey, you busy? Something like that yeah. that sounded more normal. And then I'm like, I was just with him. He knows where I'm yeah. at. You were like at a coffee shop or something, and I was at the church. So I knew it was up. But it's just a terrible, terrible thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is why nobody ever responds to my emails anymore. Yeah, they well, you're blocked. Everything is, <laughs> you send them out, <laughs> Everything and has all been blocked. blocked by everybody I know. <laughs> and if you do get a request... Um, for money from us. Yeah, it if is you ever hear, incorrect. if you ever get, Crystal if you're listening says to sent money. And you, <laughs> Crystal says she sent money. If you oh. ever get a request for money from me, it is not me. I will never ask you for money. Yeah. Period. Ever. Slurpee card, gift card. Yeah, I'll, I'll you know, buy but me a money coffee. now. Yeah. So if there, if, if I'm if, asking yeah. for, if I'm asking in forms of currency when it comes to Seven Eleven gift cards, that's me. <laughs> now the hackers know. <laughs> That's what's going to be going out to all the members of Southern Hills. They're going to get an email asking for a 7-Eleven gift card. All right. Oh, my goodness. No, one did ask for iTunes, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Somebody said, uh, I need a $200 gift card. Somebody somebody in our church got an email saying, I need a $200 gift card for iTunes immediately to give somebody to our church for a special project. And that dear sweet person in the church went out and bought a $200 gift card for iTunes, sent it to them. And then thought about it later that day, contacted Pastor Fred and said, this probably isn't true, right? And Fred said, no, that's not true. Did they ever get resolved? Yeah, it did. Because I they remember I recommended that they, they contacted, call the con- uh, card, credit card yeah, company. Yeah, they contacted the credit card iTunes. company, and the credit card company uh, deleted it off their account. Good. Thank God. So, Good. And well, that's when I didn't know if that ever them. got resolved. Well, that was fun. Oh, see, and that was a perfect segue because we're talking about villains, these hackers. Yes. 
on websites. Right. And now hey, let's, hey, let's move don't right let the villain hackers of your life take control. You know yeah, what I mean? People that use slippery words. That's right. Speak into to your life. Misdirect bad you. That's See what, what we did there. Yeah, that's the kind of villain I want to talk about. Heather, villains who use their words to get people to fall into sin. Oh yeah. Is that what this, today's episode is about? That's what today's episode is about. Dun, dun, and dun. we have come up with six biblical villains. Yes. And the reason that we're labeling them villains is because of how they use their words. Yes. And I will say this, these are all ones that intentionally use words to bring someone's downfall. Yep. So there are times that like for example, I think it's King Rehoboam. He mm-hmm. has friends that give him lousy advice. Okay, that gets him into a lot of trouble. But I don't think those friends, from the connotation of the passage, the context of the passage, I don't think they were trying to bring his downfall. Right. I think they were just dumb. (laughs) So we're not talking about them. We're talking not just about foolish people, about truly wicked people who is like the the big brother, the big brother of sin in your life, who's trying to get you to do the thing. They're not going to do it. But they're going to get you to do it right. by their like words. Big they're brothers suggestive who try sin. to teach other people. This reminds me of my big brother, Matthew, <laughs> who tried to. Uh, he, he always wanted to on. get to do something mean to the girls, mm-hmm. but instead of doing it, where he would get in trouble, he would he would suggest that I do it. And because I have very little filter, <laughs> and I have very little wisdom, I would yes. jump right on it. I would do it or say it or do whatever, and then I would get in trouble. And Matt would sit there like the villain that he is. Mm-hmm. And he would laugh. Yes. <laughs> Does he still do this to this day? No, he's too busy. Okay. <laughs> I miss my brother. Okay. All right. But let's get right into it. We've come up with at least six that we've thought of. Yes. Who are throughout scripture that we just thought of that um, use their words despicably. So now you need to be thinking right now, who can you come up with who would fall into this category? First of all, we are going to address Balaam. Yeah, Balaam was, Balaam was just one of these guys, right? Mm-hmm. He, his words was that instrument which pushed the nation of Israel into sin. Now, now some of you might be thinking, well, yeah. well, wait a second. I didn't think the thing with Balaam turned out good. So to understand, we got to understand the full story. What happened with the story okay, of Balaam? Okay, so I just found this about, I don't know, four years ago. It's been in the Bible the whole time. Uh, yeah. It and didn't you, just appear magically you, you in, in my Bible. And it's in your Bible too. So it's not just like <laughs> I added it in mine. But no, I always focused, perhaps because I was busy teaching children, just perhaps because I was fascinated with the story of the talking donkey, where this prophet is going to curse the nation of Israel. This king's hired him to do this. And as he goes to do what God's told him not to do, eventually the donkey keeps stopping him. And uh, as he's yelling and beating the donkey, God allows the donkey to speak to him and say, you fool. <laughs> no, he doesn't say that. He says, why are you beating me? Have I ever done this before? Right. And so the donkey talks to him and he's had this whole thing going on. And then he ends up going still and only blessing Israel. So you may think, ah, Balaam turned out all right. But there is more to this There's story. There's far more to this story than people let on. Yeah. So here's what... Uh, One account of it. In Numbers 31, verse 16, listen to this verse, okay? Moses is talking. He says, look, these women caused the children of Israel through the counsel of Balaam to trespass against the Lord in the incidents of Peor. That's talking about Baal Peor, the false god, um, idol worship. And there was a plague among the congregation of the Lord. Now, he's talking way back about when there was a plague and they had to... um, really go through and kill a bunch of the people. But the the interesting thing is it was through the council of Balaam. 
So what had happened is the king, you find out, that wanted to curse Israel and couldn't get Israel cursed, uh, says, what can we do? And Balaam says, if you want to bring the downfall of Israel, then what you need to do is you need to get these beautiful young women from your country and other nations to go in there and intermarry with the Israelites. And through that, that will bring the downfall of Israel. And sure enough, his terrible, terrible counsel was what brought Israel into sin. So I think we need to recognize Balaam. I mean, we kind of think of him as a, as a good guy in the end, or I always do. I was like, okay, he kind of gets right with the Lord in the end. No. He does not. He's one of the great villains of the Bible. In fact, he's so bad, he's mentioned throughout the rest of the Old Testament and into the New Testament as one of the great villains of the Bible. He he actually convinces and makes all of Israel to sin because he he gets, well, he gets... um. He gets women from Moab, like you said, yes. to go down and, and seduce many of the women. And it's the from <laughs> this. What's that? Many the of the men. men. Yeah. And it's from this that they fall into idolatry and into mm-hmm. sin. And you and have where the plagues it, and punishments come upon them. Right. And and, and, and whereas the, Israel was almost uh, almost resilient against outside curses, mm-hmm. it seems that Israel fell because they allowed well, sin to be inside Well, and that was what his whole out. counsel was. When yeah. you look, and I, I should have gotten the other passage ready. I apologize to our listeners because I didn't. But there is another passage where you get more details about what he says. Yeah. And the idea is he tells the king straight up, you're not going to defeat them, just like you said, Josh, from the outside. Right. That the only way, their God is going to protect them. The only way is to get them to turn from their God, and here's how you do it. Yep. So just despicable. So and the next time you hear the name Balaam, the, make sure you spit, spit when on you hear Balaam. it. That, you know, that is, I think, one of the great lessons that the devil has had over the years. He's learned, I may not be able to curse them from the outside, but if I can mm. corrupt them from the inside, that's where their downfall will be. He is the great villain. Hey, we got to pause here real quick and look. Uh, for those who are listening to the podcast later on, we're actually doing a live broadcast right now on our Facebook page. Not Heather's Facebook page or my Facebook page, but we have the Bible Talks Facebook page. And you can actually join that and see a little live yeah. content sometimes and how we film. And there's Crystal. Say hey, Crystal. Hey, Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got this going on and we're recording this live. And this episode will be produced sometime next week and you'll be able to watch it. If you're watching live, you'll be able to listen later. All right. We're talking about great villains of the Bible and villains that um, use their words Wily to make the people words. of God fall. Or you could say, what did he say? He didn't just say that. What? That's right. So, I don't know. I was trying to think of a better title. Yeah, that's a strange thing that you just did. What did you? <laughs> I don't know. What did he say? <laughs> he didn't just say that. I don't know what yeah, that was. I don't know. All right. I think we just need, this should just be the snapping fingers. Like, the you know, snapping fingers. Yeah, you know where you snap your fingers? I can do it for the Facebook people, and you're like, uh-uh. Oh, yeah? That's what this one should just be. You just didn't say that. Yeah, no, you didn't. I don't you think, didn't just I, say that. I don't think you can do that. I think I can. No, you can't snap your fingers and shake your head and say that because that's racist. I don't think that's I racist. I think it is. I think you're not allowed to. It's written somewhere. Maybe it's an unwritten rule. I don't rule. think so. You're only I don't allowed think to do white. to any nope, ethnic only allowed group. To do, I think that's a thing that you do you're, when you're sassy. No, you're white. I'm just saying. And I'm not. You I'm, have to I'm be Native careful. American. I think so. it's also racist that I'm talking about racism right Yeah, now. should we be talking about this? Probably not. Let's <laughs> okay. move on. All right. That's one before, villain we've talked about. Wily words before words get us in trouble here. Okay. <laughs> All right. What's the next The, what's next, the next one, one is one of my favorites. And you and I have this running joke every time there's um, teen camp. If we hear anything about a teen camp or youth pastors or you're preaching to uh, teens, yes. what do I always ask you if you preached on? Heather always says, if you're going to preach to te- teenagers, make sure you preach the sermon. Amnon, Amnon had, had a friend. friend. 
Amnon had a friend. Amnon was a good young man, but Amnon had a friend. Yeah, he was he not convinced a good young his man. friend to do the wrong thing. Yeah. And if you're out there and you've got a friend who's going to be wily and yeah. subtle and speak into your life, who's going to convince you to do the wrong thing? That is a weird voice. That's my, that's my southern preacher voice. I'm highly uncomfortable with that. Why? No. I'm preaching. Yeah. I'm preaching. i got to breathe. More. Oh, my goodness. No? Okay. All right. All right. So. What? Amnon had Amnon a friend. Amnon had a friend. Do you know the story? This is the whole idea of bad friends, teenagers. So, yeah. I don't even remember the friend's name because I've heard that message title so Amnon's many times. Friend. Yeah, all I know is a friend of Amnon. His Jonadab. Name was, was that it? No, it was, it was Labinado. No. Are you? I think it is Jonadab. Lebi- I'm going to Google it. Lebi- you tell the story while Lebinado I Google it. From, Unless you from know. Akon, it is Jonad- Akon. Jonadab or Jonadab? Akon. John Adab, maybe he called himself huh. Dab for short. Maybe maybe he's no, the one he who invented the Dab. Maybe. <laughs> but anyway, what did That's what did old John Adab do? What did John Adab do? John Adab, John Adab. Okay, so this is what he did. He he knows that his friend Amnon is fighting against this sinful desire. Amnon's the son of David. Amnon is the son of David, and he has a half sister. David is her father as well. He has a half-sister with whom he is finding physical sexual attraction to. And he's fighting this off, uh, but his friend comes to him and says, Hey, you're a prince of Israel. You're like in the royal family. You can pretty much do whatever you want. And in a society 3,000 years ago that was very patriarchal, where women didn't have as much you know, say, this may have been a little true. And so uh, Jonadab says to Amnon, Amnon, pretend that you're sick. At bed, ask for your sister to bring you food, and when you're alone, you know, take advantage of her. And that's exactly saddest, what he does. One of the saddest stories it in is. the Bible, because his sister's name is Tamar, yeah. and she the whole time is pleading with him while this is going on, just ask, ask David, ask our father for my hand in marriage. He'll, he'll let you marry me. Yeah. Don't do this sin in Israel. She's begging him throughout the whole thing, which, by the way, and our past episode of Villains where we discussed Bathsheba, this is what I referenced. Yes. The fact that I think the Bible makes special note when the woman is not in agreement. That That's my argument there. So the Lord definitely gives us insight into her character that she is wanting to do right. She is using her words to try to prevent, uh, just as Abigail had used her words to influence David, but this time he does not listen and he does rape her and then hates her. Yeah, the Bible says as soon as he was done with her, he began to have hatred in his heart toward her. And this is there's so much that could be said here, and that's very typical, right? When 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 lust hath conceived, mm-hmm. it bringeth forth sin, and when sin is finished, it bringeth forth death. And yeah. so I see the words of James even being played out here in this mm-hmm. poor st- this poor story. And and as we see now, Tamar rushes out, shamed and hurt, and we see Amnon there struggling with his guilt as he should. And who is the man in the corner, in the shadows, the man who caused all of this heartache? In reality, it was a man named Jonadab, the great villain of the story. Yeah, Though Amnon really was a villain, talked about much except right. a teen camp, and then you forget his name because all you remember is Amnon had a bad friend. The story <laughs> you can find in Second Samuel chapter thirteen and verse uh, one mm-hmm. following. It is a just a terrible, tragic story, and um, and uh, well, David has to deal with it. It's like Alfred says: some men just want to watch the world burn. Yeah. That's, That's Jonadab right there. Jonadab, that was a Batman reference, y'all. Yeah, Batman reference. <laughs> Jonadab is one of the great villains of the Bible, and he needs to be known. Yeah, exactly. Using his words. 
This is why, in all honesty, this is why we really encourage Christians to be careful about who they allow themselves around. People that are constantly speaking negativity into their life mm. or or yeah. encouraging them into sin or yeah. encouraging them to walk away from God or just encouraging them not to fulfill the dreams God has placed in their life. Yeah. All of these people need to be very limited in your life because mm. words do negatively affect. Yeah. And that's what leads us to our third villain. Well, before we go to that, let me ask you this. Yeah. Of the two we've discussed so far, do you believe any of these will be in heaven? Uh, yeah. What's up, Balaam? Balaam, I say no. no. He is he split hell wide yeah. open. I'm putting my money on that. What about Amnon and Jonadab? Amnon and Jonadab. Um, there's no evidence in any scripture that Jonadab had any of understanding of, of the opinion. coming Messiah or of Amnon having mm -hmm. any understanding of coming Messiah. Understand, salvation is not yeah. based on what they did, right. good or bad. It's based upon their belief or faith in yeah. the coming Messiah. So uh, we have no idea, but if they had faith in the coming Messiah, it would have been indicated a saved uh, or what we would understand as a saved soul. So I don't see indication in the stories that are given in Scripture that these people were believers in mm. any way. Interesting. Hmm. All right. Well, the next one. Go ahead. This one I'm curious about, too. It's a woman. And did she make it into heaven or not? That sounds bad. That sounds like work salvation. Yeah, making who heaven. is this woman? Job's wife. Job's wife. What did she say? What were her infamous words that she said? Yeah, curse, curse God, God and, and die. die. She's telling him to sin. This now, is a thankfully, sweet lady. this in case Job didn't this is follow a nice woman. that sin. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike the other two who. So Job's life did. goes to pot, right? I mean, everything is going mm -hmm. bad for Job. And uh, in the story, it's primarily because God and Satan are having a discussion about Job, and God removes his hand of protection not his hand of providence remember God can remove his hand of protection without removing his hand of providence he can prov providentially allow you to go through difficulty so that you can learn and so you can draw closer to God multiple reasons for that in the Old and New Testament he removes his hand of protection allows Satan to come in and take a lot of his stuff and not only take a lot of his stuff kill his, uh, his his children die his wealth is gone his health is gone he even touches his body and his health is gone and he just doesn't take his own life god protects mm -hmm. him to the point where he just won't die and in all of this he finally comes to his wife and uh, his wife for says a little encouragement <laughs> yeah look, for a little encouragement and he says to his wife oh look at how terrible everything is my dear wife and she says to him curse god and die curse god and die what a sweetheart yeah. and so he does not curse god he does not die. And so uh, in, instead, he actually lives to the end of the book, and he begins to have a deeper communal relationship with God where he begins to learn uh, some of the principles that God wanted him to learn throughout this. And in the end, God blesses him twice fold what God took from him in the first but place. But interesting to point out, he still has that same wife as far as we know, correct? Yes, uh, and maybe unless the blessing was that God took her too. That would <laughs> we be, don't know about <laughs> don't, that, though. I don't know, but I would assume. Yeah. Maybe God changed her heart. Maybe maybe, maybe. that happened. That but, would be But here's a villain who uses her words. And yes, I do. I would classify her in the villain ranking. Here's a villain who uses her words to discourage. Now, again, I can't judge her salvation or whether she's in heaven because of something that she did because salvation is not based upon works. It's based upon yeah. the very grace and mercy of God. I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say I would say she probably is then. Let's just assume that since she saw the blessing of God later, saw her husband's testimony that if she wasn't just backslidden at that point, that she got saved and believed in the coming Messiah after the fact. That could definitely be the case. What do you think? Um, it's speculation one way or another, but it looks like for our podcast, Job's wife, you made it. 
Okay. <laughs> Don't say you made it. It's not work salvation. It's by grace. Okay, we got to move quickly. So we're going to go through these last couple quickly. Sand ballot and Tobias. Yeah, Tobias. I know it's not Tobias, but that's just San, what I hear. Sanballat San and Tobias. Tobias. To, what is his name, though, to, for real? Tobias, Tobias Bluth. No, not Tobias Bluth. Tobias Bluth. Tobias, right? Is to, it Sanballat and Tobias? He's the villain of, of, of Nehemiah, and he paints himself blue. No, that's not. Oh, my goodness. We are so far off track. No. Okay. Who are these guys really, Josh? <sighs> and why are they using words? All right, here's the story with uh, these guys. These guys are very upset because they are in control of Jerusalem. And God is now bringing the people of God back into Jerusalem. Nehemiah is going to build the wall. A few years later, Ezra is going to um, build the temple. And, and they're going to restore Jerusalem from the Babylonian captivity. Well, these are the inhabitants of the land who will not have it. They don't want these Jews back in the land. They're very anti-Semitic. They don't want the Jews back in the land to take over the promised land once again. It's happening, by the way, again. Since 1948, there are inhabitants of the land who don't want God's people back in the land. And so there are always these uh, Sanballites and— and uh, Sanballites? Sanballots and— I'm and from Alabama, and Tobias we say Sanballots. Yeah. <laughs> that, are, that are against God's people. Anyway, so they, they begin to discourage God's men and say, you cannot mm -hmm. build this wall, and they try to put up political walls against them. They try to raise up all sorts mm -hmm. of uh, financial problems with them, mm -hmm. and they really do everything they can to keep from God's work from moving forward. But when God has a plan, nothing can keep it from going forward. Yes, and don't they use words? Don't they try to discourage the people on the wall? Yeah, and with, the with words. words. Yeah, with their words. Yeah. I remember one time they, they said to Nehemiah, what are you doing up there on that wall? That's a, that's a weak wall. In fact, they said <laughs> a fox could crawl up that wall and knock it down, which was back in the day, like 2,800 years ago, that was a really big like insult. Like the ultimate smackdown. Right. When, when you say to somebody, your yeah. wall, a fox could knock it it's down. It's not fox-worthy. so <laughs> bad. <laughs> 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 fox, that's like, <clears throat> who? Jeff Foxworth. I That's don't know. That's the third comedian we have. For those keeping <gasps> this track, is like comedian that is day. the third comedian we have referenced. Actually, oh fourth, because you said a joke from Jim Gaffigan. So, yeah. uh, if for those keeping track, that's four comedians. Oh my goodness, what is up uh, with us today? We have referenced in this episode. Okay, so uh, definitely Sam Ballant and Tobiah um, using their words. They look up and say, "A fox can knock down your stupid wall, Nehemiah." And are they the same guys? See, I was listening to audio devotions, and I'm not an auditory learner, and I have to admit I didn't catch it fully. But I know there's one reference, and I always get Ezra and Nehemiah's stories confused. So I don't remember which one I was at. But there are these dudes that are saying stuff purposely in the language that the people speak. They're on the wall. And the guy says, don't speak to them in their language. Uh, the message yes. is for me. And they said, no. We're doing. They were trying to discourage. Everybody. Was that yeah. these same dudes? Yeah, I believe it's. I, I believe it is. If not, y'all need to comment. What you need to do is you need to comment. Let us know. And, let us know, and uh, that'll that'll be helpful. Okay, what's All the right. last villain? Delilah. Delilah. How did she use her words to discourage God's people? Well, because she definitely was constantly using her words, saying, "Samson, if you love me, you'll tell me the secret to your strength," so that she could in turn tell. Her right. people, the Philistines, and they could destroy Samson. She seduces and Samson. she is probably a little more than words. What is it, you know? Yeah, her she's well, she had her looks. <laughs> her, pretty her pretty face. face. <laughs> Don't underestimate the, the importance, importance of, of body, body language. language. There's huh. someone I'd like to see a picture of. There, no, like Delilah. A blah, blah. You know, because there's Don't think a girl who gossips yeah, is a bull. Yeah, I can picture her a certain way that's probably different from others. I can others. sing the rest of the song. Yeah. That's Ursula. 
Ursula, yes. Oh, you know, yes. because you were quoting it, too. Oh, yes. You know, we were in, we were in, in, in sync. But I just picture her a little in different, sync. probably. <laughs> oh, my goodness. There's way too many pop culture references in this. And we're not even trying. Uh, <laughs> that's like the, the subtitle of our podcast. We're not, not even, even trying. trying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But Delilah, definitely what she used was continually using the words yeah. over and over to wear him down. Yes. And then she ultimately did, and we know the story of Samson, which I don't want to give a spoiler alert, but that might just be something we talk about on Villains Part 3. Yeah, so, I'm looking forward to that episode from the notes we've already taken. I have to add one more, real quick, yeah. because obviously yeah. this is the first and ultimate villain who, in the very beginning of time, used words to get the very first man and woman to question God's word, to question his goodness, to to put wrong desires before them. Who was it? Tobias Bluth. No, oh. <laughs> not Tobias Bluth. The serpent in the Garden of Eden. That's Satan right. himself. This is an old tactic that's, that's been right. used for many, 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 many years. Yeah, so, so if there's a takeaway from today's lesson, look, there are people in your life that want to speak into your life, and maybe you should not give them permission to. Maybe really you good. need good to stop it. These are villains. You say, oh, I can't judge them and call them a villain. Okay, then don't. We'll call them a villain for you. Your friends, Josh <laughs> and Heather, are saying they're villains. You need to limit their influence yeah. in your life. It could be family, friends, yeah. coworkers, neighbors, anybody that is speaking negativity yeah. or speaking uh, seducing you into sin or they're trying to discourage you from God's word and God's will. You need to not allow these villains near you. Words are powerful. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And speaking of death and especially of life, we have some wonderful words from a listener, a brand new listener. I guess not too brand new, but listeners of ours that are in South America. We're serving gonna, as missionaries. Yes, cool serving as missionaries. And uh, I'm just going to call them by H and D. Okay, you know who you are. Uh, they are serving and they're about to plant a church this October. So praying for you. But she says, we love putting our babies to bed early, making a big bowl of popcorn and listening to this podcast. Thank you for being real encouraging and engaging. After listening, we always discuss it together. So that just thrilled us to death. And we hope that for all of you out there listening, that these can be a source of encouragement and conversation. That's right. Yeah. And if you bake popcorn, it's even better. Oh, yeah. Anytime you can work food in, that's really good. Thank you for listening to episode 30 of the Bible Talks with Josh and Heather. And remember, when the Bible talks, we'd better listen. <laughs>